This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, man. This is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We're going to talk to Chris Mannix coming up here momentarily. We'll talk to him about the Jazz, who have won five consecutive games, including uh, on Sunday uh, a nice win against the Denver Nuggets. Yes, indeed. Uh, the Jazz are trending up, and uh, we've seen this coming uh, and uh, observed it. And do you think there's anything fluky or weird about it, Jake, or do you think it's the truth? No, I think it's I think it's more about it clicking than than necessarily fluky play. Um, yeah, or at least it has that feel to me. Uh, let's let's uh, let's ask Chris about it. Let's get to it. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Want to start things off, Chris? Thanks for a little flexibility this week. Normally you do Mondays. Thanks for being uh, willing to join us on Tuesday. Appreciate it. No problem, guys. Hey, we're uh, we're talking about the Jazz, and they've won five consecutive games, and they haven't been perfectly played, but, you know, they're a hot team. They just beat the Nuggets. And uh, Gordon uh, just posed the question, if if this feels like it's clicking or feels like it's a little fluky. Do you want to weigh in on that? Well, I, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. I mean, we there is an element of flukiness to some of the numbers. That's not specific necessarily to the jazz kind of league wide, especially some of the offensive numbers. Um, I don't know what Mike Conley shooting from three, but it's a big number, right? And, you know, there's a handful of other guys on that team that are shooting well above their career averages. Those are invariably going to come back down to earth. But one of the things we've talked about with this group is that in order for them to contend for a top three or four spot in the Western conference, there had to be improvements organically. And I think we're seeing that with this team. You're seeing Donovan Mitchell uh, take some, some steps forward. You know, Royce O'Neal is shooting well. Mike Conley, as we talked about last week, is, you know, looks more like the Mike Conley that we saw, you know, in the months before the stoppage. So I think that, you know, there's no reason to believe that the organic growth, Jordan Clarkson, a guy that, I, as we've said, I've picked for, Six man of the year has been everything you could ask for and more with this team. So I think those things are sustainable. Are they sustainable at the level they're they're at right now? Probably not. But as the Jazz come back down to earth and the defense kind of catches up with the offense across the league, so aren't all these other teams. I mean, I'm, I'm watching Paul George play right now, and he's shooting like 50% from the floor and 50% from three. I mean, these are just – there are some wacky numbers across the league that simply aren't going to hold up. Chris, those two guys that you mentioned there, Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, it seems real to us as we've watched it because 
there's a comfort factor in play here. Last year, Mike Conley did not perform the way we all expected him to. And this year, he is exactly what we expected him to be. And you can see it in his body language. You can see it in the way he moves on the court. Same thing. Jordan Clarkson knows how valuable he is to this team and how important he is to the team. And it just seems like they're in a very authentic way they're, they're, they're rising to the occasion. Yeah, it's really no surprise that Mike Conley is playing at this level. It, it just, you know, I, I think if this had been, if there had been a complete season last year, you would have had a surge from Mike Conley in the playoffs, a continuation of building on of what you saw uh, for most of the last month or so, two months of the, the regular season. This is, he's still a high-level player who has figured out exactly what is at being asked of him in this Jazz Quinn Snyder system. Uh, Clarkson just found the right role. I mean, he, he is the Jazz bench. Like, you know, there are other guys, you know, adding to the equation a little bit, but you can see when you watch these games that, you know, I don't want to say ball movement stops when Clarkson's on the floor with the second unit, but he's given a lot of license to go out there and, and make plays on his own. That's what he does. He's kind of a Lou Williams, uh, Jamal Crawford, you know, get a bucket when you need it kind of player. I mean, in this capacity, I think he can play – at a sixth man of the year level all season long. So, yeah, I think both those things are, are very real for the Jazz. Chris, I'm sure, uh, you know, you get to talk about the Nets a lot because they're just such a giant story. And I'm, I'm a little hesitant to ask uh, about this after so few games. But, again, it's such a big story. But what do you think about, uh, about Kevin Durant and James Harden so far playing with each other? I mean, offensively, they – they can be the most dangerous team in the league. And and it might not be close as far as offensive uh, dynamicism, for lack of a better phrase. I mean, they they, they can just throw just so many different, you know, lineups, different sets at you and can just beat you in so many different ways. I mean, you knew Harden was not the player that kind of sleepwalked through the first, you know, couple of weeks of the season with Houston. Durant's been great all season long. Um, you know, they're dangerous. Now, the two things that can derail the Nets are, one, you know, Kyrie Irving kind of sulking his way through through the season. And, you know, Kyrie had a press availability today. I, I, sometimes I don't know what he's saying. Like, you know, you transcribe his, his words, and I don't know what they are, what they mean in sentences. But it wasn't exactly the most enthusiastic press avail. And you do have to wonder – you know, just how motivated is he to, to sacrifice, to make all this work and, and to win? Because if these guys are all motivated and these guys are all, you know, committed to the pursuit of a championship, I, I don't know. I, I, first of all, I don't know any team in the East that can beat them. And, you know, the Lakers, Clippers, whoever comes out of the West will have a tough time with them as well. The other aspect to it all is defense. I mean, they don't, they don't really defend anybody right now. I'm watching DeAndre Jordan on Monday, you know, chase around Giannis in the perimeter. I'm like, that that's not sustainable. they got to figure that one out. Um but, you know, look, they can get by with being a mediocre defensive team because they're so, you know, ridiculously good offensively. So, you know, there are a couple things worth watching, but, you know, the Harden-Durant pairing, it just looks like they're picking up right where they left off in Oklahoma City from a couple of years back, or maybe a long time back. Chris, did you expect the Lakers to get off to the kind of start they are as far as, uh, you know, did you think there would be a little lull after winning the championship? I mean, they're 8-2 and two over their last 10, even though they lost their last game. I did think there would be some scuffles along the way, largely because I wasn't sure coming in just how 
invested in the early part of the season, all the Lakers would be, uh, specifically LeBron, would they try to ease him along over that first month to give him more of a rest? But he's been, you know, he's, I think he's playing, a, a, not maybe not career low in minutes, but a real low number in minutes per game, which is great for the Lakers. But he's still playing, uh, what, every single game and, and, you know, going out there and giving his best effort when he's out there on the floor. And, you know, you can see the chemistry with that first unit is the same as it was last year. Dennis Schroeder's been exactly what they could have asked for and more. Um, you know, they've just got it on cruise control right now. They're, they're, they're really good. They know they're good. And they don't have some of the chemistry issues that other teams, uh, especially in that conference, are, are working through right now. So, um, you know, I expect them to be this good, I guess, is a, long, is a short way of putting it. I didn't expect them to be this good this quickly. The Pelicans are in town to take on the Jazz tonight. Chris, give us your, your take on them. Zion Williamson off to a good start, but uh, not a terrific record coming in. No, they've had some bumps along the road, uh, that's for sure. Uh, losing Drew Holiday, you know, will do that to you. I mean, Holiday was a big part of what they did in terms of team defense, uh, extra ball handler. Uh, Bledsoe, when he's played, has been up and down, as, as he often is. Um, you know, Brandon Ingram is great. I think he's, you know, another guy that's that's just an automatic bucket. You know, when he has the ball in his hand and he gets going, that's the priority if you're Utah, slowing him down right away. Zion gets all the headlines, and Brandon Ingram is just such a, a dynamic uh, offensive player. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've got to figure some chemistry out. Again, a new coach with that team in Stan Van Gundy. He's got a new system he's trying to implement. I, I think they'll eventually get there because, you know, they do have some, some real good talent, especially – at the top, but don't underestimate the loss of Holiday with that group. He was such a big part of the fabric of that team for so many years. Uh, losing him, I think, has cost them on both ends of the floor. The Clippers, Chris, uh, you mentioned, uh, they seem, speaking of chemistry, they, I mean, they seem to be smoothing things out a little bit. They won four in a row. Yeah, I mean, and they're talking about improved chemistry, which is, you know, really like a, a double bird to Montrez Harrell if, if, you know, if you're. If you're trying to analyze it in any way. I mean, that's the, the main guy taken off that team uh, from last year. Um, it, look, it's fine with the Clippers, but, you know, somebody wake me up in April or May. Like, you know, th- that's a team that I can, you know, I can get on board with with being another really good regular season team, but you're going to have to show me how they respond when somebody punches them in the mouth. I mean, they still don't have top-tier guys who have been real leaders in the past, I mean, Paul George has been a very good to great player on a number of different teams, but never really been a leader on any of them. Same thing with Kawhi Leonard. As great as he is, it was Tim Duncan in San Antonio, Kyle Lowry in Toronto. He's never had to sort of seize that leadership role and, and, and do something with it in turbulent times. They, look, they, they may be as good as advertised. I think Serge Ibaka is a better fit for that team than Montrezl Harrell is. I think Reggie Jackson's been a nice – Nice boost for them this year. They've done some nice things with that that group, but nothing can be learned about the Clippers until they go through either some early struggles during this season, or when you get to the playoffs, you know they get behind two one in a series. How do they respond in those situations? Uh, historically and recently, they have not responded well. So I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see you know how the Clippers react to that. Is there a trend or a storyline that has surprised you in this young season? Uh, I don't know if it's a trend other than what we were talking about earlier. Offense is just exploding. And, you know, certainly the uncertainty of how who's going to be available any given night because of COVID has a lot of coaches anxious every time they wake up 
in the morning. But, you know, it, it, a lot of it is what I thought I was going to see in the bubble. In the bubble, I thought the offenses would be way ahead of defenses. And it didn't really turn out to be the case in that respect. Now you're, you're really seeing that. I mean, you're seeing some video game-like numbers being posted across the league, and that's eventually going to come back down as, as the season progresses. But that's kind of the only thing I'm, I've been eyeballing early on in terms of trends. Chris, a team you've uh, studied uh, fairly closely uh, this season and all the other seasons, the Celtics. Is this the best shot the Celtics have had in a while? Is this team for real? Do you think they're going to continue on? Well, I think they have the talent to do it. Um, I think Tristan Thompson is just what the doctor ordered for that front court. You know, a burly guy that can bang with the Joel Embiid's and, and the other bigs in the conference and you know, we talked about organic growth of the Jazz. That's what you're seeing with the Celtics. I mean, Jason Tatum, I think, is going to be an MVP candidate this year. Jalen Brown, I think, will be an all-star this year. This is just natural development for two guys still in their early 20s. Um, and that's, that, that's, not a, that's not a fluke by any stretch of the imagination. It just, you know, the Celtics, you really can't, you can't make any predictions on them until you know what Kemba Walker is. You know, if, if Kemba is like 80 85% of the player we've seen in recent years, they can get to the finals, and they may be able to win a championship with that type of offensive firepower. But, you know, Jeff Teague is there. They've gotten some good play out of their rookie, Peyton Pritchard. Um, they've got some – you know, Marcus Smart obviously is an excellent defensive player, but they need Kemba Walker to be that third scoring option for them to be successful. If, and if that knee is balky – and look, he, he's saying all the right things now. He said that, you know, you know, the knee feels better than it's felt in years. You know, it's in the bubble. I was worried about the knee all the time. Now I'm not. Uh, if that holds up – you know, the Celtics have a great chance to, to win the conference. If it's in and out of the lineup and problematic for Kemba, then I, I don't know. There's still, there's still too many really good teams led by Brooklyn that can knock them off. Thank you very much, Chris. We always appreciate you dropping by. You got it, guys. All right, there you go. Our good friend Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated jumps on with us usually on Mondays, uh, but uh, jumped on with us on uh, Tuesday. We were uh, we were off yesterday, which uh, which was nice. So thanks to Chris for for coming on with us. What do you think about Brooklyn, Gordon? We've seen uh, Harden and Durant together now for what is it three games, and I mean they're Chris is right. They're scoring a ton of points. Yeah. I, I agree with what Chris said. Uh, how, how difficult is it going to be to slow that team down at the offensive end? Yeah, it's going to be really hard. But, you know, he mentioned the defense, too, and it's really bad. What do you make of the way Harden is uh, shaping himself there? uh, Are you making a a comment about his weight? (laughs) No. (laughs) Strange how how it appears like he was wearing four warm-up suits in in Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen that that episode of The Office where where Michael wears the the sumo suit or whatever? You know, (laughs) is, is that what James Harden was doing? It had to be. I mean, not that he looks... I mean, any different Doesn't than usual. Doesn't look like an Adonis right. now, but yeah. he looks less Michelin. But that, that <laughs> one infamous picture in Houston of him warming up and him waddling to the back of the layup line. <laughs> there, I'm not, I don't care what anyone tells me. I am fully in on the conspiracy, at least for that one night, that he was, was uh, he had been told by his agent, look really, really terrible. I absolutely agree. And not just that one night, but all the shenanigans. Yeah. Like, get, you know... Are they really Instagramming that stuff out? I, ac- I accidentally did that. No, no. It's his agent was like, dude, create as much chaos as you can, and and make them trade you. Yep, and it worked. It did work. 
you're you're telling me that you think he was trying to look as overweight as possible. Yes. What was he like loading? Uh, like they have towels under yeah, his he uniform. He took some rolled up towels off the massage table. Yeah, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he's allergic to bees and accidentally got stung, or or On intentionally purpose. got stung. Uh, I don't know. But that he looked like Martin Short in that movie, uh, uh, Pure Luck, he did. with Danny Glover. If you've <laughs> ever gets, seen yeah. that, yeah. He had he had like <laughs> chewed bubble gum in his beard. He was a mess. Uh. <laughs> Now all of a sudden it's oh yeah I'm good to go I'm gonna go pour in thirty five. He's got a six pack again. <laughs> yeah, right. <Weird. laughs> that, How do you that do that? Diet there, really works. Is there a bodysuit? Something you can wear? Like is that what they do in Hollywood? Is there something you can put on to make you look like you're? That's what it, I'm saying. Honestly, the sumo suit. It, well, it looked like a, a wrestler trying to make weight. You put on three suits, and you run around in the warm-up, and you lose a pound or two, and you make weight. That's what he was looking like. <laughs> it is pretty, like, oh, contrasting the, the, the two. It's interesting. But, yeah, I, t- well, I full-on believe that his agent encouraged him to, uh, to, to be chaotic. That's just, there's just something that's hard to, uh, 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 that, that's pathetic if that's the case. Don't hate the player. I mean, I hate know the he game. got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. I get it. But that, 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 that just that doesn't sit right. But see, Houston benefits from sitting on him, right? Because then his value goes up and they just wanted him to, hey, just show up and do your job. You know, he wanted to take that, back some of that leverage. And you may not like his method, but I don't think he's the first. So is James Harden in. In uh, communique with uh, uh, Mike D'Antoni, essentially saying, uh, look, I'm going to make this look really bad, so don't believe it. You know, when I go out there and I look like a sumo wrestler, it's, it's, it's all part of the part of it. So don't don't let that affect, uh, you know, the way you think about me. You know, I don't know, Gordon, but it is a small world. That basketball community. Cell phones reach from Houston yeah, to Brooklyn. Strangely <laughs> enough, you don't have to have the, the tin can and the, the string anymore. You don't hop on right. AOL Messenger either. That's... I just uh, I don't know. It's just the 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 lengths the the lengths people go to, or shall they say, wits to uh, to get their way. Hey, when there's that kind of dough on the line, I guess, or or whatever, you know, you you flex the muscle you got. Uh, all right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us uh, now, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, uh, you know, talking about something that people really do struggle with for a long, long time, Andrew, and they, you know, they don't need to. No, that's exactly right. It's so much better to live without ED than to live with it. And honestly, uh, up until maybe 2011, 2012, prior to this technology coming out, the pill was the only option for a lot of guys. It doesn't work. And for almost all guys, it causes side effects. So if this sounds kind of like maybe it's ringing true with anybody out there, the acoustic wave therapy, the most advanced form that we use at Wasatch Medical, is clinically shown to skip the pill, go to the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction, and we gently open up these blood vessels, get maybe 40 50% more blood flow into this part of the body. That's it. It can reverse erectile dysfunction. No pills, no side effects. It's all about the on-demand function coming back. Yeah, get back to normal, right? Get back to, to 
how it was when, uh, you know, you had that spontaneous date night. Yeah, that's exactly right. We had a 60-year-old guy in our clinic who got back to function like when he was in his 40s. That's his words. So that's pretty cool. Um, normal function, spontaneity, uh, not being a prisoner to the pills. We take that for granted when we're young, but eventually most of us deal with the issue, but we don't have to anymore. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000 to get on the, on the schedule. And you get to see the doctor, right, to figure out if this is a good fit and some other stuff too. Yeah, we really believe in delivering a lot of value, whether you do the treatments or not, frankly. Uh, give us a call right now and tell the guys you, you heard us on the radio. We'll do the assessment, the exam. You'll meet with our medical doctor, all free, no obligation. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound, no charge. And we'll also throw in a little gift, uh, maybe to prepare you for Valentine's Day, by the way. Produces instant results in the bedroom and new patients even get free testosterone, blood work. So there's a whole host of stuff here. Give us a call. It's all free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Jake. All right, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, it's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. This is what I w- comes to mind when I ski. I, I had this on a ski mix that I had once on the old iPad, iPod, whatever it is. And uh, I don't know. I like the mellow vibe. Austin's criticized me because it's not aggressive enough. I need to fall asleep listening to this song. I say it's a great song. It's just not adrenaline pumping type song. Yeah. Uh, anthrax as you're out there. Yeah, give me some slipknot. Yeah, I got you. It's just a different vibe. Hey, I'm enjoying myself. It's a skier's vibe. Yeah. Oh, now you're <laughs> See, I love it how you call me an elitist simply because I'm a skier. <laughs> Think about it is that that whole that whole CD. Well, it was a CD when I bought it. Was uh, it was terrific? And that, isn't that a great? Isn't that great listening? That entire collection. Uh, well, yeah, Paul Simon is is incredible. Big fan. But that's a particularly good song, in my opinion. And yeah, what's about, it about? More of a mellow vibe. I have Maybe no I'm idea. On that, uh, no, it's called Graceland, right? That's, that's I don't think Diamonds on the Soles of the Shoes is on Graceland. Hold on. Yeah, it see. is. Is it? But what does diamonds on the soles of her shoes mean? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. She wears diamonds it is on the soles of her shoes. Yeah, there's like, you know, she bought a diamond from Jay Brooks and put it on the sole of her shoe. Of her and shoe. it's not about elitism. Got it. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Gordon, I don't know how closely uh, attention you were paying over the weekend to my now favorite college football story. Which is? Uh, Tennessee Volunteers coach Jeremy Pruitt was fired over the weekend, and he yeah. was fired for cause, which never happens. Never happens. 
So, of course, I thought, hmm, cause, A, And Pruitt uh, would be missing out on some 12 point whatever million dollars. So, (laughs) you know, he wasn't happy. His his attorney responded and said that, uh, you know, any such claims of cause are ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Attorney, 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 who cares? Uh, But the latest development comes from Dan Patrick, of all people, who reports that uh, Tennessee apparently was getting sloppy with their recruiting. Um, They were handing recruits cash in McDonald's bags when they visited campus. Yeah, I mean, these are severe, aren't they level one and level two violations? Uh-huh. And, and and what what is Pruitt's uh, excuse for that? He, he knew nothing. Well, sheer laziness, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give him cash and McDonald's bag and you don't think that that's going to get around? Your point is that when you go three and seven, you're more likely to be uh, for cause to be found than otherwise. Oh, I don't know if that's what I was implying, but there's some, probably some truth there, too. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, gonna... come on. Hmm. You got to you got to dress it up a little bit better than that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, get, I don't I get, know. I get you. All right. Well, I mean, what what is the appropriate way to cheat? I don't know. Well, but you get the, the, not that. Not the McDonald's bag on the recruiting. If you were trip. gonna, if you were gonna do it, how would you do it? Oh, I would never do it. I would never. I'm, no, I'm no, not a cheater you were, if, like your hero, if, Tom Brady. If, no, if you were going to do it, what what way would you do it in order to ensure the fact that you wouldn't get caught? <laughs> There's so many funny answers that I that I uh, want to say, but I, I probably should not. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. Have the manager at the uh, nightclub uh, have them hand over the cash at the local go go at the at the at the local disco. Yeah, uh-huh. have them have them. Hey, uh, you, you're getting the VIP treatment tonight. Here you go. Extra salsa for those but, chips. But not like, hey, here, here's your map of campus, <laughs> and here's your ID card, and your, your uh, can warmer with the logo on it, and and your McDonald's bag. You're gonna want to look into the to the the Big Mac container. Trust me. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's I, not I even, supersized. It's it. not even creative. You talked about the nightclub and all that sort of thing. I was thinking about this as I was watching the Tiger Woods uh, documentary on HBO. And, uh, by the way, I thought it was really effective and well done uh, because Tiger didn't have his say-so in it the way Michael Jordan engineered his whole ten-part saga. But uh, And apparently Tiger was upset with the way uh, that thing was put together. But I, I thought it was really interesting to watch. But it, when you see things, you know, like uh, Charles Barkley and, and Michael Jordan and Tiger going to Vegas and going into these clubs and having favors done, whatever goes on in there. You th- I'm thinking to myself, how do they think they can that that's not going to get out? I, I, and, and I don't know how many secrets are held. I mean, isn't it? Who was it who said the best way to keep a secret is not to tell anyone anything or not to demonstrate anything to anybody who could use it against you? Uh, but I, I just watched that and I thought, did Tiger think that he could get away with that and and not be found out? Well, Gordon, when you're in the Illuminati, uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of connections. 
I don't, I don't know. know. People, I, see, it's, but it's, here's the thing. When, when someone gets caught doing something wrong, uh, you think, how could you think you could get away with that? But then I think, how many people are doing stuff and getting away with it and nobody has any clue and they never do? The truth is, Gordon, that when when it comes to athletes and, and certainly Tiger at that point, we we are talking about young people or younger people, and uh, oh. you, you you fuel the young people lifestyle with uh, a lot of cash, a lot of notoriety, a lot of connections because you are who you are. Um, you know, I I can see why that would get away from people a little bit. I understand. Do you, that. Do you think? Do you think uh, you're sitting there? Uh, utilizing certain people to help you have these liaisons and uh, relationships, and you're a superstar athlete who happens to be married, and you're trying to keep this stuff secret, but people know about it. People obviously have to facilitate this for you, or in some cases, unless it's a Perkins uh, waitress or something. But, you know, people are going to find out about that. And even if it is just the Perkins, and even if it is just the athlete and the individual involved in the thing, how do they think that's not going to get out? Well, for one, they surround themselves with people who uh, are dependent on their best interests. Uh, For example, I don't think uh, John F. Kennedy snuck Marilyn Monroe into the White House himself. But the, yeah, but the more that you the more that you utilize whatever facilitators you're going to use in order to carry on with these things, the more people know, the more likely it is to get out. I don't think they're thinking about that, Gordon. I I think it's the person who knows and isn't telling has more to lose in their benefit of being close to said person who's carrying on the acts. Yeah, but sooner or later that you're not going to hang out with them anymore. And then suddenly now you've got a problem because and, and this was one of the things that was uh, part of the emphasis in the Tiger doc is that a lot of these women he was uh, spending time with. They really thought that he loved them. They really thought that this thing was going somewhere. And then when it doesn't go somewhere, then now you've got a very disappointed person who is more likely to talk. You know, and you just send out a statement that says, no, that's the Tiger's focused on golf and his family. Thank you. Hey, well, here's the thing, Gordon. There, there are all sorts of great reasons not to have an extramarital affair. Yeah, including yeah. Not, including not, what you're talking about, but, but I don't I'm not, think I'm that not that's just what Tiger is thinking that. at that I'm moment. Not, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about any kind of cheating of any kind. Anything that it just seems like, especially if you have a high profile to begin with, you should think about that. Yeah, like some ball boy is going to flip on you, and all of a sudden you're going to be suspended <laughs> for four games. Yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> it's not though. It, it, it is. Yeah, Tom I, Brady was cheating the game. Uh, Tiger Woods was cheating on Elon. There is a difference. By the way, I know you guys haven't watched that doc, and maybe some of our listeners have. I, I would recommend it if you get the opportunity. But as they were showing the different things that happened, where did Billy Payne get the, get the idea that he, it was up to him to scold Tiger when Tiger came back to play the Masters the next year? Who who endowed Billy Payne with the right to scold Tiger Woods? I just thought that was ridiculous. I mean, he, that's not his place to do that, is it? 
I don't. Rec- I I haven't seen it, Gordon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, just just uh, I guess the the bottom line is if you're going to do some sort of cheating or any kind of anything that you don't want to go public, then I, I mean, don't do it. I mean, don't do it. Think about it beforehand, so that you don't allow this thing to blow up the way it did in the case of Tiger and the way it does in the case of a lot of people. And if if uh, if Pruitt was cheating in Tennessee, uh, I I get it. There must be a lot of people who get away with it, Jake. There must be people who get away with this stuff, or else uh, folks like Pruitt wouldn't do it. Pruitt wouldn't do it. Uh, you know. How many how many cases are there that are out there that people are getting away with stuff? It makes you think that it might be more rampant than we even suspect. And if it is, then then uh, I mean it, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to feel very good about appreciating great performances or great athletes or great coaches or great programs. If you think uh, it's like uh, just a natural suspicion that they're they're doing something illicit, they're doing something wrong, they're breaking the rules somehow. It reminds me of when home run hitters were hitting all those dingers and people automatically thought, didn't think, wow, well, he's been really training hard. They automatically thought, how many steroids is this guy taking? I mean, I'm getting I'm getting like you, Jake. I'm starting to think that. I don't believe anything anymore. Well, in the case of college sports, and basketball is worse than football, probably. Um, it's there's so much money on the line for for head coaches and power and prestige, and on and on and on. The temptation is very great. So, I mean, that's where the motivation comes from. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it before, where coaches sometimes they. If, you, if you're going to win or you, people think you're going to win because of something you've done with your positive track record and uh, you sign a contract for millions of dollars, then you've already won, right? That's the way they view it, and they think, okay, that was worth me cheating in order to get myself this big deal. And even if I get fired or if I get found out, I'm still a wealthy man. Bingo. Nailed it. All right, stay tuned. We'll get to more coming up next. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, Before we get to Austin's list, let's do a a quick market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Gordon, what did the market look like today? The markets are up today. Looks like uh, the Dow up 116.26 points. Uh, the NASDAQ up 198.68 points, and the S&P up 30.66. So uh, a good day for the markets. There you go. All right, market update brought to you by TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. Uh, it is a Tuesday, even though it kind of feels like a Monday. 
And, of course, on Tuesdays, Austin puts somebody on his enemies list. Austin, uh, who are we looking at today? Uh, a couple a couple things. One, a general blanket. If you fall into this category, stop doing it type thing. And then I'll start with this one, though. The animal control people in Broward County, Florida. <laughs> Were there any uh, hanging chads? In the animal control department? No. No, no it's, it's a joke. Uh, a colony of African vervet monkeys has lived in Dania Beach near the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport for decades, but more people have been noticing them lately. Apparently, these vervet monkeys, Jake and Gordon, have their population has exploded into a, a, a point where to a point where they cannot be controlled, they cannot be contained, and they've just kind of the government there has just kind of thrown their hands up and go, ah, oh well, they win. And so these monkeys are breaking into homes, breaking into cars, stealing things. If if you leave a bag of chips in your car, they will smash the window to get the bag of chips out of your car. And they're just these little vervet monkeys. They're cute as the Dickens. But really, the animal control can just say, "Yeah, oh well. well now we're just going to live with vervet monkeys running everywhere." What, are, what? What should they be doing? I have an idea of what they should be doing, but what? What, what do you think they should be doing? Well, the control part of animal control shouldn't just be given up on. So just massacre these monkeys? I don't know. I'm not in the animal control department, but I know that our tax dollars don't pay for the animal control department to go. Ah, eh, we can't control them. Good luck. See, I think isn't the the obvious solution to these sorts of problems is introduce a natural predator to the monkey into the like like go find go find some sort of grizzly bear or something that's going to go around and and, and eat like can you imagine how many monkeys a grizzly bear could eat in a, in a day? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. But what is the difference between a predator <laughs> that could take care of the monkey problem? And uh, taking care of human beings as well. That sounds like somebody else's problem. I'm here to control <laughs> animals, man. So, but the, the point, that, the reason they're going on the list is they've just thrown their hands up and gone, ah, they've given up. Oh, well, good luck. And I don't like that <laughs> from a tax-driven I, entity. I, for one, welcome our uh, monkey overlords. <laughs> Uh, and, then, and then secondly... That sounds like a bunch of monkey business to me. Uh, that too. Strike two. Yeah. Uh, secondly, be on the lookout for your neighbor. Be neighborly, but don't be overly neighborly. And what I mean by this is recently I had a person near to me whose uh, grandmother, uh, she lives alone, and she's in her 80s and, and getting up there and gets gets around just fine, but, you know, is alone. And her neighbors look out for her, which sure. is great. Uh-huh. But there should be a step or seven between what this person did and what you should do. Uh, and uh, what happened was this grandmother's porch light was going out. Uh-huh. And so it was flickering on, off, on, off, on, off. And the neighbor called the police and reported that this woman was obviously under distress and signaling for help. And so what then transpired was... A big giant police force and and such, they thought falling she was upon being this woman's like home, kidnapped or something. Now they didn't <laughs> ram the door down because they're responsible. <laughs> but what happened was this person called the police, then called the the uh, the woman's son. She had the son's cell phone number and said, "Hey, your mom's light is flickering. I've called the police. Everything's under control." To which the man said, hey, "Huh? The Wait, police? Repeat what?" Say what? 
So then the man called the police and, and told them, I, I think I think we're all right. Let me get a hold of my mom before you go uh, Reno 911 over there. And uh, they said, well, the call's been placed. They're already on their way. We can't stop it now. They've kicked in the door. So yeah, this right. po- and, what, and he couldn't get a hold of the 80-year-old the, the, the woman, his mother. And so the next thing she knows, there's a team of police officers gently, you know, kindly doing their job, knocking on her door. Because her light's flickering and she's terrified and won't answer the door. And so then I, and I need to save some time here. It all worked out fine. Everything's okay. But <laughs> how about we take a step or seven between the light flickering and calling the, the SWAT team over? Just knock on the door. <laughs> maybe check. Yeah, maybe check yourself. Uh, just call, you know, if you've got the son's cell phone, I'm willing to bet good money you've got her cell phone number too and yeah. could call her first. I don't, I, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think my mind would go right to distress signal. No. That light's flickering. <laughs> Clearly, El Chapo's over there. Watching a little too much Dateline in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's right where my mind would go. Yeah, Probably a so. quick phone call. <laughs> uh, maybe a visit, a little knock on the door. Like, hey. Uh, Something. Notice this. Yeah. A- any other steps then straight to the governor. Straight to <laughs> Call in the guard. 911. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I can see where you're getting out so there. So be neighborly, but keep <laughs> but be neighborly. Keep your wits about you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, keep yes. your wits about you. Yeah, okay. Uh, I got you. I, I can come along yeah, with that. That's the first time I've ever heard Austin uh, spouse not overreacting. <laughs> okay. I don't know if Austin espouses overreacting as much I as I way he, overreacted there. I'm he, sorry. He just does it. <laughs> But what I've never done is call on the SWAT team for any reason. No. <laughs> haven't okay. been involved in a SWAT situation. Now, Austin, that's surprising. My neighbor's mailbox is open. <laughs> call the National Guard. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, he's been hanging out with us all show. He's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, you know, people, uh, this is kind of something that's not the easiest topic of conversation when it comes to ED, Andrew. And thus, a lot of people kind of suffer in silence about it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, They say 50% of men over 50 or 55 experience some form. The number uh, of men struggling with erectile dysfunction may be a lot higher. We have guys, in fact, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s every day. So if you're struggling with ED, that doesn't mean 0% in the bedroom. It could mean that things are, for the most part, good. You just want to top off your drink, so to speak, and improve we do that. We do a lot of that, in fact. Our acoustic wave therapy, clinically shown to go at the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction, damaged, even clogged or hardened blood vessels. They can't dilate properly. Uh, that's what our treatment fixes. It improves blood flow and restores the normal function. Big attraction. No pills, no injections, and no surgery. So if you're tighter, tired of the side effects... Or, heaven forbid, you're getting the injections. Uh, listen up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, the pills don't work. They cause side effects for a lot of guys. And the injections, well, they're injections. Nobody wants to do that. We want on-demand function. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on the schedule, and it's a great time to do it right now, right? It is a great time. We really believe in delivering a lot of value. So if you're frustrated at any level in the bedroom, Call us right now. The assessment, the exam, the blood flow ultrasound with our doctor, no charge, uh, no obligation, by the way, to do anything. 
Um, we'll throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. Valentine's Day, guys, is coming up. Also, new patients get free testosterone. So a ton of value. Give us a call now. It's all free. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have uh, more coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.